Today's episode of Drive Through HR is brought to you by the Unleash Conference. With events in London, Las Vegas, and Paris, the Unleash team brings you the best content in the best locations around the world. Unleash your people. Register today at unleashgroup.io. Hello, cats and kittens. This is Dwayne Lay back in the driver's chair for Drive Through HR. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, today's show is one of the interviews we brought back from the Unleash Conference in Paris. Uh, specifically, today we're talking to the good people from Splash IO. Uh, it's a reporting program. And they've got some really good stuff. So we're going to listen to them, uh, hear a little bit about their philosophy, how they work, uh, and then some information about checking out um, the things that they're doing. Even if you aren't in the market for a reporting platform, uh, they have some great content on their sites and you can learn a ton from them. So uh, without further ado, give it a listen. Well, let's start with, with who you are. Tell me a little bit about Splash BI, mm -hmm. what as a company you do, and then your roles in the company. Sure. Would you like, I'll, I'll give the uh, elevator, the quick elevator. Yeah. So Splash BI is the name of our organization. Mm -hmm. It's also the name of our platform, mm -hmm. our BI platform. We help organizations grab data from all across the enterprise, disparate systems, whether they're in HR, finance, CRM, sales. Mm -hmm. um, we bring all that data into our platform, and from there, the various departments or groups or leaders can access the data mm -hmm. uh, via visualizations, dashboards, and actually and reports as well. Okay. So here we're showcasing at Unleash, we're showcasing Splash HR, which is our HR offering that includes pre-built dashboards, pre-built reports, pre-built analytics. We make it easy. You know, a lot of times they run from big data. What do we do with the data? I don't know how to integrate it. I don't know how to tie it together. It's all disparate. Well, that's where we come in. We try to make that super easy, super fast, super consumable. Okay. So they can recruit faster, retain the best, and all the, all those good buzzwords. Okay, great. So now, no, so introduce yourself. Sure. And, my name and what's is, your role? Sure. My name is Mark Ramos, Chief Marketing Officer. I'm uh, Kirin Pasha, the co-founder and president of the company, okay. and also the chief architect of the product too, and uh, a lot of uh, experience in the HR industry prior to that, uh, uh, prior to founding this one, and uh, always fascinated about the data and what it can do. And even today, we saw the from the Josh session um, that uh, people analytics is a top most sought after, second most sought after requirement from the HR industry. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're serving, the people analytics uh, platform and the analytics uh, insights that you wouldn't know mm -hmm. um, uh, otherwise. So that's what we're here for. Okay. So so let's let's talk a little bit about from a product side, right? Um, so you know, I've spent a lot of years in HR. I've seen a lot of different data platforms come through off of Edward Systems, Oracle, PeopleSoft, all those things. Um, so so how do you integrate with all the different disparate systems? Like what's your what's your integration point? What's your delivery method look like? Sure. Sure. So <clears throat> if you really see um, the, the marketplace have changed right now in the coming from 1900s or 1990s and even early 2000s to all the ERP, mm -hmm. where everything was in one place, all the products in one place. When I say hey, products within the HR document group, require, um, uh, the recruitment, the performance, compensation, learning, HR, everything is in one place. But now if you go onto the floor, you see the vendors for each of the product line, you see 50 vendors. Mm -hmm. 
and even the customers are going in the best of the breed market because mm -hmm. they think these big vendors cannot like you know do the justice to one of each of those ones especially with the AI and ML that's coming into the picture, uh, is playing a big role. So where we saw an opportunity was that uh, uh, having these best tools for each customer, getting the best out of from an intelligence point of view, because every product gives its own intelligence, but we come in the middle, we get the data, and then we show the intelligence across whatever is your source point. Coming to the integration points, uh, uh, it, it, we built a character framework that can allow to connect to this uh, any cloud system. Mm -hmm. but currently, we offer all the popular uh, HR systems that you would see in the marketplace. Um, we connect to them and get the data using the APIs that, that are there. Okay. We also offer a unified data model mm -hmm. behind the scenes that really gets you irrespective of your data source all in one place and similar metrics across. Okay. And this also helps you even if you switch from one system to another, mm -hmm. your metrics will not change. Okay, so for for a new client who comes in, they don't need to build integrations. You already have them set up in the APIs. That's awesome. Um, so one of the things I noticed looking at your product is that you've got kind of um, the, the, the pre-built dashboards, the pre-configured things. What are those based on, and how did you decide which metrics to include for HR? Sure. So we have um, did research of two years before developing these uh, dashboards. We looked at, uh, uh, we spoke with a lot of HR practitioners and on the field, the HR managers, CHROs, to the line managers to understand what is their typical requirement uh, that's there. And we identified divided into different uh, sections, mm -hmm. and some of one of them being the top one is the turnover uh, cost and the replacement cost, mm -hmm. and how do we reduce that. Part. First, tell what happened in the, in the past, and then tell what could happen, mm -hmm. and and there. And similarly, in the uh, in, in the performance area, in the recruitment analysis is huge. Um, uh, that that's there. How do we reduce the cost? What do we cost analysis of the recruitment? Uh, so the quality of the hires. So we have done a lot of research, and then each of the areas we have identified the metrics. So that's how we came up with 500 metrics across these uh, different areas. Okay. And how often do those change? The, we continuously uh, reinvent ourselves in terms of to see uh, because of the, uh, a lot of new things are coming into the picture. Mm -hmm. So they change every six months. We keep on adding new metrics or repair the existing ones or change the visualization also, especially with the uh, the uh, especially with the psychology coming into the picture right now. Mm -hmm. So well-being uh, uh, and wellness and everything, the new fields are coming into the HR. Mm -hmm. So we constantly are going to add new metrics across the area. Mm -hmm. And also the old metrics we could enhance further. We are also coming with the innovative chats for the HR industry that you haven't seen before. So that it really show, portrays the data yeah. very well. The great, the great thing there is every year we host a an annual conference for our users, mm -hmm. and they will also showcase what they're using, uh, Splash BI or Splash HR, mm -hmm. how they're using it, the charts they've created, and they'll actually share mm -hmm. and give us input, and we'll make those available as well. Right. So it's more of we're not just going to build it, but we'll leverage our community, and mm -hmm. the community drives the showcasing of what's new and what's hot okay and that resonates really well yeah so yeah the the the, the best ideas that i found rarely come from like the programmers and designers that's right looking people using the systems um they're the ones who you know because that's right that's where the work is done right that's where you, you can get those pieces out 
Um, so for, for an organization that brings you in, um, what level of expertise do the report writers need to have? Because there's, there's always a trade-off between usability and power. Where do you, where do you fall? Let me, I'll say it from my perspective, and then I'll let Kieran talk about what's behind the curtain. The great thing is, as a CMO, mm -hmm. I am not IT. Mm -hmm. I am not Crystal Report, Excel, Google. Mm -hmm. But I know what data I want, and if I can use it, I know anybody can use it. And can you use it? I can use it. Okay. I, yeah, from, from day to day. Well, the beauty of it is from day to day, I simply just click a link, and it gives me all the up-to-date information that I need access to as a CMO. Mm -hmm. Web traffic, paid click engagement, yada yeah. conversion, yada yada, and it's there, and I can drill in, mm -hmm. and I can actually change any filters that I want at any given point. So from beginning to end, the fact that I can use it, I know 99.9% .9 of people out there can use it. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, we are we care, we build the product to cater the end users mm -hmm. more than the developers. And of course, you to cater them, you have to build first. Right. So, which is the developer role that we are doing? So, try to look at from like no, at least three degrees from an end user to the uh, to the developer. Um, so, when we once we give it the start of self service, they could look at a particular chart and they could change the dimensions. Say they are looking at a yearly turnover. Now they want to look at quarterly or a monthly, mm -hmm. or change it to a location by location. So they could make a lot of changes on their own mm -hmm. and save it as themselves. So similarly, from the developer standpoint, also they could go a lot more extent, like you know, I want to get a custom table or a custom data, a CSV file, and merge, mash up with mm -hmm. my existing HR. So you could do a lot of flexibility, you have a lot of flexibility to, to do for the developer part. Okay. So, do you all work with um, do you work with other software companies that are at all as far as like providing a reporting engine for other packages? Like something that we built into a system. So I'm thinking specifically uh, yeah, of um, so like a well the, the one I'm thinking specifically is like a case management system. So they're they're accumulating a lot of data around almost like well it's HR help desk right mm -hmm. right. So you're getting a lot of data about you know cases with employees and workflow and time to resolve and those kind of pieces. Uh, and and they're going to have a reporting engine on the backside. It's pretty rare you get a company who's building a help desk product that also wants to build a reporting engine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you work with software companies yes. to do those kinds of things as well? Well, or are you just an, an outside uh, piece of software? So the uh, we can integrate our software with with whatever the system that we have because most of the most of them are like you now cloud based. They have API exposed to, to it, so mm -hmm. we're easily using the using our API framework to connect, the, get, grab the data okay. and build the dashboards there. And we also offer the OEM solution, mm -hmm. like if a software company mm -hmm. want to embed our product into there yeah. and because they don't need to invest on a reporting platform and we could OEM it and then we could uh, like you know customize it or like, change colors a lot of configuration right, options right. Right. so there's what you call a lot white labeling white labeling options available that's exactly what I was going to yeah. ask about yeah so because I know there's companies like Izenda out there and Exago that does all they do a lot of that um, so from a from a training and support standpoint um, what do you provide out to those users like what kind of support systems do you have in place I'm thinking of you know the HR practitioner or the HR leader who's or, or the marketing leader right mm -hmm. who's who's not real data savvy who doesn't know how to write reports um, what do you do as an organization to help them get to the point that they can they can go to their leadership with a good story to like they've taken the data they've they've moved it from data to information mm -hmm. right now they have a story to tell so 
a lot of that is predicated on their ability to get reports or to get graphs, those kind of things out. So what kind of supports do you have in place for those folks? On the marketing end, it's business, or actually for for all departments within the enterprise, it's business outcome. That's your story. You know, I'm grabbing this data because I need this business outcome. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there's we have online content that I can go to mm -hmm. to see what others have used similar to me to find out, A, not just how they did it, but why they did it. Mm -hmm. And then the story behind, oh, wait a minute. If I look at this data as an HR practitioner, I can see, holy cow, these... 10 recruiting channels that we use, only five are really productive. Mm -hmm. And the HR data shows it. It shows that these five have delivered us top performers that have been here for X number of years, but these five haven't. Mm -hmm. That's a great story to tell. Now, what am I going to do as a leader to fix that? Same thing within marketing, right. but there, there's online tools, video tutorials, and case studies available so that you can see how you fit. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the customer portal. Have a com yeah, yeah, customer portal. So we have the community portal uh, where the, the users can, they, they can really go and see all the videos, how to create a report, what are the reports that we offer, go through the content that we offer. So it can, and even if there is a turnover within the company, there's a new person in the organization, mm -hmm. it's all free, there's no extra cost there. At the same time that we also provide periodical free trainings, uh, mm -hmm. uh, two like in-person uh, trainings, uh, webinars, um, so that also is another offering that they have. But another thing is that uh, the it's easy to convince the management because it's faster to deploy mm -hmm. and faster to like you know, go to the if you say that you can go live once you install and go live within a month you could do it. Reason it's not like you know implementation whole implementation it's more installation grab the data and pre-build. But of course, if you want to customize it, you want to make it. Sure. And it's a lot of like this, like Legos, you can pick and choose what you want, copy what we have, make changes, and then redeploy it. So a lot of it there. So it's a, our goal itself is to do a faster deployment. Mm -hmm. After you deploy, of course, there's all these tools are available for them to learn and manage. Okay. So if someone is, is looking, at, um, looking at a package to do this, mm -hmm. so First of all, tell me a little bit. Who's your Who's your target? Who's your market? Who Who's out there? Is there a specific size, number of locations, revenue caps? Like, who do you really, really work well with? Well, we are incredibly scalable, you know, and everybody says that. But the fact is, we have clients that have 500 employees, mm -hmm. and we have clients that have hundreds of thousands of employees, global MNCs. Mm -hmm. The neat thing is the way the Splash BI was designed mm -hmm. is we have clients that say, okay, I just need it for this for these reports within HR. Mm -hmm. But by year two, year three, year four, it extends to the other departments and other users and other departments uh, and even the leaders. So from a and it's hard to message, it's hard to brand mm -hmm. because it is so broad. Yeah. And so the strategy from my end is okay, well let's look at the for HR, let's go to events like HR Tech, mm -hmm. Unleash, find the HR managers that are living this day-to-day -day pain, those that get the requests, those that are buried by data, buried by reports, we'll mm -hmm. go to them first and make their jobs easier. But the true benefactors are the leaders that now have access. HR managers now look like the hero, and their users have access to what they need. So it's 
it's kind of a, a broad answer, and it's well. There's a reason for it. Say, but if you yeah. have broad visibility, that's yeah. okay. That's an okay answer to have. So we find that little wedge where we fit in best, mm -hmm. uh, and then it just grows internally. Okay. From an implementation standpoint, you touched on this a little bit about how quickly you can put something in. Um, for for anyone who's considering going down this road, who's looking at their data and realize they don't have a, a handle on it, what do they do today? Like where do where did they start to look at before I can put something in place? I need to do X. There are we can do something before even like you consider the implementation. So we can give the list of fields that are really needed for the analytical. Then there a lot of them are basic stuff like you know. You have uh, uh, like in the hybrid, the term dates, the, uh, the age of the uh, gender, you know, the basic stuff that you would normally have. So if you don't have those fields, then you want to work on those and then consider the project as one story. A lot of times those are there already. So what we say is, okay, let's get into the product, look at it, how bad it looks, and then say that, okay, these are the areas. Uh, and the way we designed also, we took the basic data and gave a lot of metrics in those areas. Mm -hmm. So, of course, and then they can see, oh, I need to get this information further, and then they can, in the source system, of course, they have to correct it, or there are options within our data models to uh, say, make some changes there at the data level. Mm -hmm. But if you make the change in the source level, that's best. And that way you could re-grab the data and within a few minutes you'll see the updated data. You know what the neat thing there though is, Dwayne? In reality, it may just be a small problem that an organization has and they don't realize that they have the answer. Mm -hmm. An example of that is one of our clients, a major retailer. Their simple problem was at holiday, they would bring in a boatload of new hires mm -hmm. just for holiday help. But what they didn't realize is that they were actually competing with their other stores for the same talent. Mm. They had the data, but this, at the store level, they didn't have access to the data. Right. So they just needed a simple way to say, hey, listen, here's who we're hiring. Here's who we said no to. So nobody else hired them, and here's why. But it's just access to, so we didn't even have to go in with the reporting or analytics play. We just went in with, wait a minute, you're losing millions of dollars just because you guys don't share or access the data. Right. Right. Here's a platform that gives that to you. Yeah. So for pennies on the dollar, that problem went away very quickly. Well, and that's the difference between data and information, yeah. right? Like the numbers are one thing, understanding mm -hmm. what they mean is a that's whole right. different story. That's right. Yeah. So you talk about using a reduction in turnovers and ROI metrics. So do you have clients that, that when you talk about the case studies you have, um, do you have clients who can look directly at what you've done with them in your product and say, yeah, that really helped us drill in to, to get those changes? We can. So by identifying the top performers and looking at the cost of losing those folks from a predictive standpoint if those folks were to leave based on this data maybe they came off the insurance plan maybe they moved x number of miles away from the office um, but by looking at those trigger signs that they could potentially lose well a what is the cost to replace that hire what are the skills that we'll be losing how much product productivity we'll lose well if you can just identify your top performers and the potential of them walking out the door versus keeping them in you can build a really solid case for ROI just on retention of top performers and we've done that with a handful of folks fabulous so 
from a from a roadmap perspective for your product and what you guys are building, like what's what's coming next? What are the things you look at over the next few years that, man, if we can if we can get over the top of this mountain, if we can tackle this problem, we're really going to just change the business. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of things I think are changing in, in, the, in the business. Uh, as I said, uh, uh, the predictive uh, analytics there are lots lots of scope there. And using a machine language and then using the uh, the data that they have, the history. So there are a lot more predictions that could be done that could help the HR department. Uh, and also um, the lot of new modules that are being introduced with the HR, like you know, the, the culture of the company, the, uh, the well-being of the employees, and uh, also the engagement uh, uh, that uh, is so many applications have come that is giving us a lot more data than what we used to have before. Uh, so all these new areas of interest uh, of the HR department is also getting us into those newer areas of analytics there. And again, it could be, uh, any time we have to come up with a new thing, there has to be a consistency in, in, in the applications that the, all the vendors are coming up with. And that's what the, the, the organizations are looking for. So we see that as an area of uh, interest for us, uh, all the newer applications within HR and a lot of new predictions that we could do within the HR industry, I think the two areas that we'd like to concentrate on. Fantastic. So, so this is an area, you know, analytics, data reporting is, I think, criminally underused in HR and, and having tools that I think help people understand again the, the transformation of data and information how to tell the stories uh, and how to come prepared with, with business leaders to have those discussions and put it in ways that that mean something to them uh, is is huge you know it's I, I've worked with enough HR folks who you know their look at metrics are I have to know turnover but I can't tell you why right I don't know why I just know I have to have it and I think having a tool like yours that will support getting the numbers and also teaching them basically how to use the numbers and how to make them mean something is is game changing. So that's that's fantastic stuff. So, um, so for anybody who's interested in seeing your product, seeing a demo, giving you money, uh, you know, buying it, putting it in place, where do they find you? Where do they go? Splashbi.com. Okay. Uh, so social accounts, where do they find you online? Yeah. So we have a corporate account on LinkedIn at Splashbi, mm -hmm. Twitter at Splashbi as well. Easy to uh, remember when you've got them in that way. And then um, Facebook for those that are that like to. Uh, okay. Uh, and what kind of content will they find if they head out there? Everything from our client stories to where we are to our personal culture stories as well. We love to share that with folks uh, throughout the world. Okay, fantastic. All the shows we're attending, all the webinars we're doing, all the presentations we're doing across the globe. Um, and we are a global company, so a lot of activity on those social networks. Great. Do you share out those presentations online somewhere? Like if you're presenting someplace, does that get videoed out? We do. Okay. Yes. We do. So for anybody who hasn't made it to a show that hasn't been able to catch you, uh, can they see the replays of those presentations? They do. There's a download section right on our website where we provide all of our content, past webinars, presentations, white papers, etc. That's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for coming by. This is really good stuff. Um, I'm going to make sure we get our links out for everybody. Um, you're doing a great service for the business. So no, for, on behalf of HR practitioners, thank you for giving, uh, giving a voice to the data. Right. Thank, right. you, thank you, Dwayne, for your time.
So that was our uh, Q&A, sit down with Sir Bob Geldof. Of course, uh, Crystal was in there, uh, my co-host here, uh, as well as a few other of our friends. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. We'll have more Unleash 19 conference info. Thanks so much for the team there for allowing us to be part of that show. Um, stick around. We'll have some other shows coming up with some of those vendors, with some of the speakers, uh, and some of the great content they were able to share. Uh, again, if you've never been, uh, please check out their site. It's unleashgroup.io. Um, they've got shows coming up in the spring in London, in uh, Las Vegas, and then back in the fall in Paris of next year. So fantastic people, fantastic show. Uh, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you on the other side.